Hello and welcome to another episode of The Thriving Metabolism, where we discuss everything that impacts your hormones and metabolism so that you can take control, repair the damage, and lose weight consistently without making yourself miserable in the process. It's my mission to empower you so that you and your metabolism thrives and you never have to go through diet misery again. I'm Louise Digby, registered nutritional therapist, weight loss expert, and founder of the Nourish Method to Lasting Fat Loss. In this episode, we're gonna be looking at how losing weight as a woman, especially after the age of 35, is a completely different ball game to losing weight as a man. I know that many, many of my clients before coming to me have done diets along with their hubby and they, the women, have found it hard going and lost very little weight despite giving it 110%, whereas their partner, who wasn't anywhere near as strict and didn't do as many workouts, lost loads more weight. And, you know, their response is usually, well, you just need to try a bit harder, love. I don't know what all the fuss is about. And if you've experienced that, I know it must be so frustrating and you must just want to throttle them because you were trying as hard as you could, right? And, you know, we look at that situation and we think, well, women are smaller, so surely they should do the same diet, but the women should just have fewer calories or have a bigger calorie deficit, that's what's needed. So maybe she was just eating too much. Well, in this episode, we're gonna absolutely destroy that theory and you're gonna see how not eating enough has probably been a big factor in your stubborn weight because we're not little men, we're not just mini versions of men. We are biologically different, different hormones, we have menstrual cycles, different chromosomes, and so much more. And ladies, if you have an unsympathetic partner, or if you've been struggling to get them to understand why you're struggling with your weight, then get them to listen to this episode. So let's get into it. Let's start with the obvious. Women and men have inherent biological differences, including hormonal variations that impact weight management. Women tend to have higher levels of estrogen, which can affect metabolism and fat storage. As women age and enter perimenopause and menopause, hormonal changes can lead to weight gain and a redistribution of body fat. As estrogen levels decline, women tend to experience an increase in fat storage, especially around the tummy. And this shift can make it more difficult to lose weight, even with the same level of effort that may have worked before, okay? And you know, there's also a decrease in the production of another hormone called progesterone. And this hormonal imbalance can lead to water retention and bloating, which might affect a woman's 
perception of weight loss progress. You know, it's important for women to understand that the scale might not be the best indicator of success during this time and to focus on other markers of progress like body measurements, energy levels and overall well-being. So for women in their 20s and men of any age, upping the exercise and cutting calories works okay. It's still not the approach that I'd recommend, but it works. For women over 35, hormones are beginning to change, as I've mentioned, and the weight gain and water retention that comes from that has nothing to do with overdoing the calories, okay? In fact, not eating enough will disrupt hormones and drive even more fat storage. And I'm gonna explain how that happens. So firstly, there's a big difference in the calorie deficit that men and women can withstand before there's disruption to hormones. As my regular listeners will know, I don't advocate calorie deficits or prolonged calorie deficits for many reasons. And if that's news to you, then please listen to the first episode of this podcast. So men can take their calories really low, but women just can't without compromising their hormones and that drives fat storage. And this is why you see women who are barely eating anything, training often in a fasted state, you know, where they haven't had anything to eat beforehand, and you know they might be doing that a lot, but still not able to shift the belly fat. They are simply not fueling their bodies enough. And I know it goes against everything we've been told, but we really have to stop trying to starve and burn our way to weight loss. So that's one reason why the eat less, exercise more approach doesn't work for women. Another problem with that approach for women is that women have two areas in the brain, in the hypothalamus, for appetite control, whereas men only have one. And women have two because we have a menstrual cycle. And the second one is dependent on fuel and particularly carbohydrates. So we have to have enough fuel and carbohydrate coming in for the brain to maintain hormonal balance. For women, while we don't wanna have too many carbs, we have to be careful not to take them too low, especially if we're doing any sort of cardio. Carbs after cardio are needed to drive down the stress hormone cortisol and to fuel your thyroid. And lack of fuel puts you into atrophy, which is the breakdown of tissue. And that might sound good, but actually it's gonna be the breakdown of your muscle instead of fat. And your thyroid's also going to slow down because you're in such a low energy state. So just to say that in simpler terms, not enough carbs consistently results in low thyroid function, which means weight gain. So while men often do well 
on a very low carb diet or the keto diet and typically often do well with training in a fasted state, women typically don't do as well. Or if they do, if they do do well initially, it often has consequences after a while. And you know, your muscle mass and your thyroid function will suffer and that will lead to a decline in your metabolism. So eat less, exercise more is a recipe for weight gain for women because it causes disruption of sex hormones and stress hormones, driving fat storage, and it also causes breakdown in muscle and the slowing of the thyroid, which slows metabolism. Not what we want. And then we also have to remember that there's another massive difference. Women have a menstrual cycle. And so women run on this 28-day-ish cycle, whereas men run on a 24-hour cycle. And this 28-day cycle impacts us so much. At certain points in our cycle, we're gonna get better results from strength training, for example, or from intense workouts. And there are certain times when we're gonna absorb nutrients better. And there are certain times when we're gonna need more protein or carb. And again, those fluctuations in hormones are gonna impact fat burning and recovery. So we can't expect a woman to follow a training regime that's designed for a man's 24 hour body, or at least We can't expect women to get the same results as men. I have no doubt that most women are perfectly capable of following a training regime designed for a man, but it's the results that will differ. And similarly, we can't expect women to see weight loss throughout the month. You know, for women, it's normal to gain a little water and a little bit of fat before our period and it's normal to lose it again after. It's normal to gain muscle in the two weeks after our period if we are doing strength training, and it's also normal to struggle to make muscle gains in the week before and during our period. I did a whole episode on adapting to your menstrual cycle, which was episode 17 and it was called Go With Your Flow. So check that out if you wanna know more about how your menstrual cycle impacts your weight loss. One of the main reasons why women have been treated like little men so far is because much of the research into weight loss has been done on men. A few years back when everyone went mad for fasting, All that information about how awesome it is came from studies on men. And what we know now, now that there are a few studies on women, is that actually fasting doesn't generally achieve more weight loss in women. It improves metabolic markers like cholesterol and blood sugars, but it doesn't improve weight loss results. And that's because fasting is usually increasing the calorie deficit and that doesn't work as you now know. My team and I do use fasting for women, 
occasionally, not all the time, but when we do, we're usually trying to keep the calorie intake up and we only bring in fasting once the hormonal systems are well supported. And we always do it with caution because we know that using fasting as a way to eat less just isn't going to be successful. So hopefully you can now appreciate how women are completely different to men And I want to leave you with a few tips to help you along the way. So first of all, make sure you're having protein after strength training. The temptation can be to not eat after working out because you don't want the extra calories. But if you do strength training and then you don't provide your body with those essential amino acids, you're going to lose muscle instead of gain it. And that's a problem because muscle is metabolically active. So when you lose muscle, you actually reduce your metabolism or your metabolic rate. And lack of protein can also impair the fat burning signals. So it's a double whammy. So protein after strength training, always. Next, carbs after cardio. If you've been doing anything that drains your energy, like cardio, you need carbs to refuel and replenish your glucose stores in your muscles. And that's also gonna help to drive down the stress hormone cortisol, which naturally becomes elevated during exercise. But if we leave ourselves with a lack of glucose, then those cortisol levels remain elevated. And elevated cortisol drives belly fat storage. So we wanna drive down that cortisol after exercise by making sure we have some carbs after cardio. And we also wanna have a little bit of carb before a workout, particularly if you're doing strength training. For most women, it's best to not work out in a fasted state. So a bit of carb before working out Just something small like half a banana is a good idea. And whether you're working out or not, you likely need a bit more fuel in the week before your period. There's a reason why you get hungrier and you crave carbs, and it's probably because you're not meeting your nutritional needs. Okay, before we move on to my fact of the week, I want to tell you about something exciting that's coming up. If you've resonated with this episode, then you're going to want to listen up. Registration will soon be open for my upcoming Metabolism Reset five-day bootcamp. This is going to be your ticket to shifting the stubborn weight, maximizing energy, and feeling friggin' incredible. This is your opportunity to spend a week with me, virtually of course, where we're gonna be turning this year around for you. And we're gonna lay the foundation for metabolic repair and long lasting fat loss. It's for you if you feel you've tried everything to lose weight and you feel like you're a lost cause, if the diets that used to work have stopped working for you, if you want to lose weight in a way that's gonna be sustainable and is going to set you up for a long and healthy life instead of compromising your long-term health like other diets do. This is for you if you never want to diet again, if you want to be a healthy role model for your kids so that they don't have the same weight struggles when they get older, and it's for you if you want to get to the root cause of your weight issues rather than doing another quick fix that doesn't last. And as part of this bootcamp, you're going to get 
five training sessions with me. They're going to be absolutely jam-packed with mind-blowing information and actionable steps. You're going to get access to our private Facebook community where you can ask me anything and share inspiration with other members. And you're going to get access to all of that for two weeks so that you can work through at your own pace. You're also gonna get loads of opportunities to win prizes like food journal reviews, a VIP Nourish Box, and even a chance to win a paid scholarship to the Nourish Method. So it's gonna be packed with so much good stuff and you won't have another opportunity to work so closely with me again for quite a while for under 50 pounds, so do not miss out. The bootcamp starts on July 10th, 2023, and registration will be open for a very limited time. So to avoid missing out, make sure you get on the waiting list by visiting bit.ly forward slash metabolism dash reset. I'm gonna drop the link in the episode description so that you can easily find it. It'll also be in my bio on Instagram. Okay, now it's time for my favorite fact from this past week, which is this. Research shows the chemical phthalates lead to as many as 100,000 premature deaths per year. So this was a study that looked at Americans and exposure to phthalates. Phthalates are used in the manufacture of plastic food containers and also many cosmetics. And there's something that we're exposed to every day, unfortunately. And they're known to interfere with hormones and have so far been linked to obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. My team and I talked to our clients about avoiding phthalates as part of supporting hormone balance and reducing toxic load to support weight loss. But this study looked at 5,000 adults between the ages of 55 and 64, and they found that those with the highest concentration of phthalates in their urine were more likely to die of heart disease. And there is more research needed for sure, but reducing exposure is sensible, I believe. The good news is that there's loads of alternatives to plastics for foods and drinks containers and there are more and more toiletries and cosmetics that are being labeled as phthalate free. So look at labels and look for things, particularly when it comes to your toiletries and cosmetics that are labeled as phthalate free and try to choose alternatives to plastic food packaging and drinks containers. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to talk to me about anything that I've discussed in this episode, you can reach me on Facebook and Instagram by searching at Louise Digby Nutrition. If you'd like to get your question answered on the podcast, then you can email me by emailing louise at louisedigbynutrition.com and pop podcast in the subject. If you're enjoying this podcast, please head to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe. And please, I'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.